All right, we're on. The Monk and the Shaman, The Spiritual Assholes, Episode 1. I think we we should get some really uh, really important sounding music when we say that, I think. I like it. Like the that's that's your job. <laughs> that's my job. That is our job. So how you doing? I'm doing great. Speaking of spiritual assholes, I'm getting ready to go to Israel. I'm going next month. I mean next week for the month. So I won't be able to join you from America, but if we can figure out a way and do it from there, I can continue doing it from there. Yeah. Well there is uh, yeah, there's a way that you can log on and do it through IP, so we'll just get great. that figured out. Yep. Fantastic. But, you know, so, Israel, uh, is a good, we'll be... Israel is a good example of a spiritual assholes. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. So sure. you are, uh, let me, let me, yeah, let me start out with a little, uh, so, so you're online, you're on with Blaine and Aurea, the monk and the shaman, the spiritual mm-hmm. assholes. Um, and we'll go from there. So, uh, Aurea, you are Israeli. You were born in Israel. And That's right. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, great. I was born in Israel, and I grew up in a very religious, orthodox society. Uh, one of those, as I like to refer to it, the Jewish Taliban. A very, very orthodox, and we were trained to hate everyone else including other religious Jews who didn't go to our synagogue. So not to mention non-religious Jews or, heaven forbid, non-Jews altogether. And that's a common thing. It's a very common thing. We only hear about it as far as fundamentalists, you know, when we hear about ISIS and that kind of stuff. But for me, it's the same type of behavior. It's just different instructions on how to act out. We were just told to just ignore everyone, hate everyone, not talk to anyone, only give business to the community, and just truly despise. Like it was, it was encouraged to, 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 to hate, literally, to hate others. And where if you look at ISIS or you know, any of the people that we call terrorists, it's really the same type of attitude, just their commands and their options and their opportunities just let, you know, they're being provided with different options that include uh, killing and blowing people up. But the, 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 the trouble, the problem comes from the same place. It comes from one family member telling the other, hey, you know, you're supposed to alienate the others, you're supposed to protect yourself. And I know that we are calling this show Spiritual Assholes to kind of make fun of the rigidity and the seriousness of this sometimes, but this is another way to really take this to a place where it's actually pretty serious how we can have religion out there and that's supposed to connect and, and encourage you to have a better relationship with the creative source, better relationship with life itself, but it's masked with so much hatred and we accept it. Like It's a thing. We really accept it. Uh, I, I really truly believe it. I know it's kind of a weird way to start the show, but that there is a solution. There really is a solution to the 
you know, if you want to call it Israeli-Palestinian crisis and so many other ones, but specifically since I am Israeli and I am going to Israel, the solution is acknowledging that one of us, and it's usually the job of this bigger brother, and bigger, stronger, just meaning environmentally, it doesn't mean by DNA or because someone mm-hmm. is Jewish or Israeli, but just because of how we have set up the system to be, I do believe that it's the job of the bigger brother to just stop with the violence and say, violence is not, violence doesn't work, violence doesn't work, and we will not participate in the killing. I really, really believe that if we had a movement, which obviously can grow into a political party, they just said, we are committed to no more killing, no more violence, not optional, like, you know, not conditional if the other side doesn't attack. Just saying, period, we don't believe on killing family members. We just, we just know that for the past 3,000 years it hasn't worked, so we are realizing that this is our job to stop. I really, really believe, and mark my words, I believe that if one of us just says that, and it says, hey, you can come in, you can block our paths, you can block our roadways, you can block our schools, you can uh, send rockets over, whatever it may be, we will not participate in the killing. We want to help you. We want to support you. We want to provide you jobs. We want to fix your schools. That's what we really want to do. We want to be family once again. I know it sounds very radical, but I'm 100% sure now with the technology and Twitter and, and the age that we're in, if one of the sides does that, the entire world will jump to help. The entire, I have no doubt in my mind that the entire world will jump to help whatever side says that, and we know it means it. It's a conversation that's not happening big enough, but I'm 100% sure that if we did that and we said, hey, we're done, we're done. Sure, there may be a few more killings and a few more attacks that happens, but that's happening already anyway. If one of well, the sides yeah, it's does been that, happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's been going on for, so that, for as long as human beings have been around, you know. <clears throat> right. Well, I think consciousness in the world is raised enough. I believe that it's time. It really is time for a few people, you know, to, 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 to really just start speaking that way. And, and it's our job. It's really our job. It's our job to take care of each other. This is, this is the, we, we, we need to stop fucking around. Excuse my French. We need to stop messing around. This is ridiculous, and it's also boring at this point. It's so boring. <laughs> no, it really is. Our land, my land, occupation, non-occupation. Look, I admit it. I used to think that we were right as an Israeli. I used to, because that's how I was raised, that somehow, you know, we are being uh, we're being prosecuted by everyone, and that includes the Arabs. And and then when I grew, growing up, started to see that it's you know it's just all taken out of context. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we have to go back to the original story of the Bible, and to recognize that you know Abraham kicked Ishmael out of the tent because he wasn't white, he wasn't you know he he slept with the maid, and. You know, the wife, his, his wife, when she got pregnant, finally, Sarah, she told Abraham, hey, take Ishmael and get him out of here when he turned 13. 
basically, so he doesn't get the inheritance. Just get him out of here. And Abraham went and he took Ishmael into the desert and he said, hey, you're going to have a million kids like the stars. It's all going to be good, man. And he left him and his mom to die in the desert. That's really how this whole thing started. If you're going to go according to religion and the Bible, mm-hmm. that's how it all started. So I'll be, you know, the first, or I don't know how many before me came, Jewish, Israeli, human being that started the conversation by saying, we're sorry, okay? We've been assholes. We have. We really have. We shouldn't have kicked you out of the tent. We should have worked it out. And now you've been pissed off ever since, and we understand it. And we have been blaming, like, this is our land, this is your land, this is all nonsense. We can all, we can all be together, enjoy each other, work together, and live on this paradise, live on this heaven that's called earth. And, and just really, really work it out from here. It's, we all want the same thing. We really, really do. So I'm excited about going to Israel because I'm going to go see my family. I'm also excited because I am meeting some peace activists from the Palestinians and Arab side, and we're putting some discussions, some groups together to be able to talk about this, and, but not in a super, not in a superficial way, not, not, not in just like, you know, it's really about acknowledging the pain and the hurt and how we have been assholes for such a long time that we forgot that all we really want to do is just be together. And it is, I encourage anybody that has any violent streak within them to really recognize that we're only violent when we feel threatened. And the truth is, it is safe right now to, to exist on this earth. It really is a safe place to be. It's the safest it's ever been. And we can build from here. We can grow from here. We don't have to go back to ancient texts just to justify, you know, a deeper connection to God and killing people at the same time. I say let's start from scratch. Let's write the Bible again. Let's write the story again. Let's work with what we have right now. It's possible. Back then, if you lost a book, you didn't have another one. But now it's all archived forever. So we can actually be okay with telling new stories instead of hanging on to old stories and traditions that, quite frankly, are doing nothing but so much damage. So much damage. Yeah. And I, and so that's my 10-minute uh, opener. <laughs> that, yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in, in a lot of what you've been saying. Um, you know, and I think a really interesting conversation to have would be, you know, you mentioned religion. You know, what is religion? How does it happen and how does it manifest? Um, we actually have a caller. You want to take a call? Yeah. All right. So we've got a caller. Okay, caller, you're from a 469 area code. I have no idea where that is. So welcome to episode one of the Spirit of the Monk and the Shaman. So who do we have on? All right. Hello. <laughs> I guess they uh, they didn't want to talk, which is totally fine. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, about this whole concept of religion and people and and you know I I, I know I do not consider myself religious. Um, I don't know where you see yourself having grown up, you know, as you say, in in a very religious space. 
um, you know, what is religion? What is the place of religion in the world? You know, it's kind of and, and it's how kind of is religion, funny. you know, making a mess of spirituality? Well, we have to acknowledge everything until now is. I don't want to say perfect and whole. That's a little. That's a little much, but just to recognize that things have shifted so much in the past 200 years, 100 years, 50 years, in comparison to the rest of human evolution, that we need to really be okay with knowing that everything is shifting and our consciousness is literally expanded so much that our body, our nervous system, our intelligence, it's going to take it some time to actually catch up to its own awareness. So, you know, as a, as a human being that's evolving and recognizing that we have a creative spark, there is a creative source, there is a soul within us that actually drives this entire uh, creation. We know that. So, but because we, we, we still experience pain, we still experience so many hardship growing up and on this earth that we have tried to cultivate practices and rituals in order to keep the human being in a, a, connected or in some ways help a human being have practices and rituals that, to help you remember and allow and let go so the spark within you guides you. So a religion really in a, its original form is an invitation to co-create or dance with the divine. That's all a religion is. It's a it, it's a it's a set of beliefs and set of ideas that, that is designed to give you context in which you feel more connected to life itself. And then with, with different places around the world and different understandings and different cognitive abilities, people had different exercises. But if you come to it from a big picture point of view, it's like kindergarten for magic and kindergarten for spirituality. That's what religion really is. It's like that's, like my I, son. I, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's what religion ideally can be, but is that really what it is right now? I mean, to me, you know, and and all have our own stories. I grew up Lutheran, you know, northern Minnesota, relatively socially conservative, uh, Scandinavian, you know, religious thing. Except the interesting thing about Lutheranism is that we're actually Reformed Catholics, which is kind of its own story. You know, Martin Luther nailing the theses to the wall or to the door of the cathedral. Um, so the idea of religion, yeah, it's a place for us to go. It's a place for us to find magic. It's a place for us to uh, to grow and find community. But the truth is, that's really not what it looks like today, to, you know, at least in my view. And, you know, we all have our own background and our own stuff. And, you know, I'm, I do not consider myself to be a religious person at all, but I also consider myself to be a deeply spiritual person. And of course I practice Zen, um, which some people call a philosophy. Some keep people call a religion. Um, you know, what, what's happened you know, from from the concept of religion, which I actually looked it up. So 
the definition according to Wikipedia is religion is a cultural system of behaviors and practices, worldviews, ethics, and social organization that relate humanity to an order of existence. Okay, so that's the that's the the great idea behind religion. It's like we can come uh, hold, together. Hold, 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 hold. Say, can, say it again. What was the last two sentences? Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, uh, the last sentence. Yeah. So it's okay. The last sentence. Uh, well, here I'll read the whole thing and I'll just slow down a little bit. Religion is a cultural system of behaviors and practices, worldviews, ethics, and social organization that relate humanity to an order of existence. That relates humanity to an order of existence. That's kind of, isn't that, I mean, science would say the same thing, wouldn't they? I guess it's a different I I, I different would think so. I mean, I would think, I mean, isn't that the whole, isn't that what science is trying to do? Science is trying to figure out why we exist and how we exist. I don't know. To me, religion yeah. and science and, and what's going on today in the world, what I find so exciting about what we're doing is that we're finding, especially, you know, some of the more theoretical physicists, uh, you know, and a lot of stuff, we're finding that we're actually <laughs> in a weird way. Go on. I'm sorry. Go here's on. What I, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm, I'm just thinking out loud with you. This show is called Spiritual Assholes for a Reason. You know, it's AKA spiritual. Yeah, we're here to people know that. Up, right? But, but no, but the, the truth is, I think we have to be okay, and maybe it's just me, but we have to be okay with the, the reason why it's called spiritual assholes is because we can actually look at religion and say we appreciate all the work until now. We appreciate the fact, just like if you had a meditation, people like meditation now, right? So it, it's coming back into life or it's coming into fruition mm-hmm. or Zen. So, if you found meditation to work for you and then you got religious about it, you said, no, it's got to be this way and you got to wear this thing. And some people are actually doing that. So, well, yeah. So, you, okay. so let's, so, yeah, let's, let's so put the part on of there. religion what, what that does, we don't like. The, yeah, the I mean, part what of religion does, what that we don't like. religion so how does it mean? This is hilarious. I'm sorry. We're, we're both starting to get a little. That's little fine. Up. This is We're awesome. excited. We're excited. <laughs> but, yeah. but what does that mean? What does that mean? Getting all religious about it. I think that's almost at the core of what we're doing here, isn't it? It's being violent, like 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 being 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 violently opposed to someone else's opinion. Being violently opposed. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it, you're it's right. okay for us to to be spiritual assholes because we're saying, look, it's freaking boring. All of this. It's okay. Listen, I was religious. I actually thought that in order for me to have a better connection with the creative source and life, I did have to pray 18 blessings every morning, and I had to pray three times a day, and I had to cut little pieces of my food, and I had to keep 613 different rules. I, I, I know that, and I get that it did provide me with a structure and safety and community. It did. It, that's amazing. But we were also such assholes to everyone else. Yes, we were protecting ourselves. Yes, people were fighting. Yes, I understand that. But can we at least just get to a place where we go, it's boring. If it's hurting, if it's violent, if we're still at a place where we have to fight for our belief system so much that we disconnect from another human being, or even worse, kill them. Hurt them. I don't even go there. Like, like it, 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 it's boring. It's ludicrous. It's, it's not interesting. I'm not, it's not even, 
like that's why it's a little scary. That's why it is spiritual asshole because you're like, well, you're insulting all these people who believe. Listen, continue to believe in what you're believing. It's fine. But the moment you're alienating someone else, the moment you really believe that you are better than someone else, then you know what? Maybe in the past it was fine. Okay. Maybe in the past it's worked out. But now there's no more time. There's, there's no more room for it. There's really, really no more room for it. So you can take all of the religions in the world and really say, hey, keep it. Do whatever you want with it. Just if it's violent and alienating to someone else, then you just took it down to like a two-year-old level who is jealous and petty. Mm. And it's, it's just, it, it, it's like, you know, it's almost like I'm not trying, I'm trying, I'm not trying to downplay the whole thing because I respect where I grew up and I know how much, how safe I felt in my community and how community is so important. But we don't have to still protect ourselves at any cost. It's not real anymore. Maybe not everyone is going to buy into it right now, but enough of us realize that religion, in essence, yes, it's, a, it's whatever you read in Wikipedia. It's just our you know, religion, philosophy, group habits. It's all, it's, you know, yoga, meditation, different practices. It's all fine. Let's just take it easy. Put the guns down, put the knives away, and hug and kiss. Like, it's very, very, very important. I, I don't really distinct, uh, distinguish religion or philosophy. It, it's all, just be nice to each other. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I think I think when we when we start to descend into judgment of others and especially you know the whole concept of the way I do it is the right way and the way you do it is the wrong way the bottom line is there's a million different ways to do it and you know you touched on something earlier which is culturally we're going to accept the philosophy that works with our culture you know um throughout history we tend to have gods that look like us like i remember the jesus in my uh in my lutheran church we had this giant picture of jesus on the wall right above you know called it the sacristy which is you know where you go up to take communion you know there's the altar and above that was this this painting of jesus it was probably 15 feet tall and in my church, the Lutheran, Scandinavian, Norwegian background, Jesus was a beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy, and of course had you know skin nearly as pale as mine. Um, so you know we tend to gravitate towards something that is socially acceptable, culturally acceptable, but we also tend to to gravitate toward comfort, which is people who look like us people who uh, think like us, who talk like us. But the bottom line is, I think that, that where, and, and, and I like the way you're, you're, you're trying to take, take the conversation away from, um, you know, when does spirituality become religion? That might be a subject for another show some other time, but just lumping it all together because it really is all semantics you know, spirituality, religion, philosophy, science, whatever it is, uh, it, it's what we choose to believe. But 
But the second that we start to decide that what we're doing is better than what somebody else is doing, that that there is, in fact, even a right and a wrong. Now, you know, I know that's probably an un, unpopular idea. The whole judgment concept is it can get messy. You know, it's 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 I talk to people, you know, it's it's. I talk to people and I say, you know, the greatest place to freedom is non-judgment in, you know, in my opinion. And of course, that starts with yourself. But but non-judgment of others, if if we can just get rid of the concept of right versus wrong, of judging others, and maybe even getting to the point where somebody different from us who grew up in a different place that looks different from us, who has different different culture, different education might actually have something to offer us then all these walls that that we build up get broken down and then we get to see people as human beings yeah yeah and I, that's why i'm glad that we're starting this episode one this way because it's and i also because i also realized that when i talk to people and I talk to activists and people are very, very like high up there. And as far as different religious and different groups, you know, I do in the back of my mind, I'm bored. I'm really bored with most of these conversations. They are not really, they're, 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 they're more like defensive and people are explaining their sides and people are protecting their opinions. And, it's just it's time, and I and I know that if eighty percent of the people, if they could have access to this and to listen to it, they may not like it. I don't care because we're talking to the twenty percent of the world that says, you know what, it is boring. This is a boring conversation. This is if you look at our politics, it's not all boring conversations. We want to be involved in creative endeavors. We want to be involved yeah. in partnerships. Let's talk about what we can do together. Israel is like. They're one of the most beautiful places in the world. And it's just ridiculous that we're still fighting. We're still fighting for, like, what are we talking about over there? We got our neighbors over there, these these Palestinians, which are just, like, they're just our brothers and sisters. And we... We we treat them like 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 the like beyond. I don't want to say like stepchild. We just treat them like like they don't even exist. And mm-hmm. they say, oh well, you know, we got to protect ourselves. We got to protect ourselves. We got to protect ourselves from who? We got to protect our, ourselves from people who keep selling us this war story. That's who we really got to protect ourselves. We got to protect ourselves from the people who are not letting peace unfold because that's what i've been finding out i'm not big into conspiracy theories and i really don't believe that there's a few people on the planet that's here to get us it's very very you know human of us or western of us to believe yes it's four rich jewish families who own all the banks and it's so <laughs> like us to just blame you can you can you can look at the facts and say well the facts are there it's still our creation it's what we are doing. We are allowing it. The same people who are right now we are demonizing, until yesterday, we would do anything to be them. So instead of demonizing everyone, just to take a step back and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. This has been one long, long, sleepy, sleepy dream that we have not recognized until very recently that 
truly we are creating our reality. This is a reflection of what we believe about ourselves. And I do not want to talk about religion or spirituality as in like it's something that's outside of us and we need to do something and we need to remember something. If we all just took a practice to breathe and make sure that anytime we, we, we experience judgment and resentment towards someone else, we take a step back and, 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 and recognize that there is a part in us that we're not accepting. There, there's a part of our greatness that we are afraid of. And just take it easy for a little bit. We all just took a little break, just a little break from judging and fighting and protecting and, 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 and the killing. We have so much fun potential in this life right now. We have so much exciting possibilities that are happening all around us. So this show, this podcast, our invitation, our reminder is to really just say, hey, if you're not enticed, excited, enthusiastic about any of the conversations that are happening out there, well, maybe it's because you are growing up. Maybe your consciousness is really expanding. And let's come up with new conversations. Let's come up with a new story. Let's go back to our brothers and sisters and say, hey, we're sorry. We kicked you out of the tent. We're sorry. We really thought that we had something better than yours. And now I realize that there is no such thing. I sat with a rabbi who, who literally, and I've heard it many times. I mean, every, every group have, has their own interpretation. And I remember he was a very, very, uh, still is, like progressive rabbi. It's all about, he's all about cannabis and medical cannabis and he's not even a rabbi according to traditional, you know, rabbinical schools. And under closed doors, he told me, he said, hey, listen, the Jews are the heart of the operation. Like if if the world is the human body, the Jews are the heart. And I've heard it many times, and I'm sure that every single religion or group that feels inferior or superior have their own story. And I remember looking at that rabbi and saying, listen, even if the, the, you know, the Jews were the heart of the operation, the heart would never say that. The heart doesn't get up and say, <laughs> hey, I'm the heart. Like, anytime somebody's talking about what they're doing instead of doing it, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. So I don't trust none of it at this point. I don't trust people who say that peace is rooted in security. I don't trust in people who say that, you know, we need to have something external in order for us to really stay connected. I didn't need anything to come into this world. This was done for me. And I trusted. And and I was sleeping up to a few years ago. I was an asshole just like everyone else. I am not saying I'm better than. I'm just saying those of us, those of us who have a glimpse into the unity and the wholeness of this life, well, and it's our responsibility, it's our job to be the bigger brother and to say enough. Enough with the violence, enough with the judgment. We won't stand for it. We will only embrace and love whatever comes our way. And we'll take care of our little brothers. We'll take care of our little sisters, even if they're acting out. As a matter of fact, especially if they're acting out. So, all right, so it was... It was a few years ago that that you had this transition. What what happened? Was there any particular episode in your life that caused you to begin waking up? Uh, hmm. You know what what took you on your shaman journey? 
Well, I was always very, I was always bored. I was born in religious schools. I was born in rabbinical schools. I was really good at my studies. I was always, I can't even say the top of my class because there was no such thing. There was just like a term that was like a, a, a few, a few of the kids would become great rabbis or whatnot. So there was a term for it. And that's what I would, that's what they would, you know, I would go by because I would, I was trained to be one of the, one of the greater, like it was like the rabbi for the generation. That's, that was the term. The term was the, you know, the rabbi for today's generation. And that's the kind of training I underwent. And it was, it was, it was, it was very, very good for my cognitive uh, abilities, I'm sure, because there was a lot of studying, but I was bored because I didn't feel happiness. I didn't feel my rabbis happy. I didn't feel anyone happy. I felt a lot of, a lot of misery and hatred and, 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 and just like this, this nastiness. So I always knew that I was going to leave. And I made the transition into secular, in the secular world when I moved to America. And it was a hard transition because I didn't even know the language, not to mention science or math. The good news is that that's really what saved me now. I am uniquely who I am because of my lack of education, which allowed me to just create my own story. However, I went for the American dream and went into business, took a company public, went into real estate, got into personal development, and I felt the same boredom that I did in, in, during my religious years. And that was, that's when I had my you know, quarter-life crisis or whatnot because I recognize that that same boredom comes because even at the people with the money or with the companies, and you know, I was an entrepreneur. Or my company was in a Time magazine when I was 20. And there was all the like right stuff, but I still like after the initial high, there was nothing there. So I was really, really on my knees, literally at some point for months, like every day praying because it's the one thing I did keep. I have always prayed and it wasn't to an external God of sorts. It is the, the part of us that has the capacity to listen. I know I have an ear, which means life itself has the capacity to listen. And just like I can listen to my son and my father can listen to me, then there is this built-in mechanism of listening and caretaking that's built into this planet. So when I pray, I pray to whoever is there in the, in, in, in the form of a father, a mother, a caretaker, which is obviously built in. So I've always prayed, and fortunately and unfortunately, in the past, it was only when I was in a bind, I would pray and some good things would happen, which is a whole other topic. So mm -hmm. I prayed and I just really asked for help, but I've, I've been doing personal work for quite some time I started to recognize that I have let go of spirituality because of my past because of my dis distance because I put spirituality and religion together I, I, I couldn't come back to spirituality because it was muddled with all of the negative experiences I had with religion uh, with not religion with the communities I was involved with it's never about the religion it's never about the religion. I even felt weird when we said, you know, you get religious when you get violent. No, no, no. People get violent. 
the religion itself, I don't know about that. Even the books, the interpretations, there's always someone reading the book and acting on, on it. There's always someone speaking out loud and saying, let's go kill. The point is... Right. Somebody's co-opting something for right. their own purposes. Right. So uh, I was really, really didn't know what's next. I was uh, just turning 30, and I was uh, someone, someone just like out of the blue that I trusted, a psychotherapist, a very, very square kind of guy, English dude, who I really, really had a close relationship with. He said to me, I'm going to take you somewhere, and he took me to a shamanic ceremony. And I was never really aware of any of this sort of, I mean, I, I think I saw some stuff on TV, but I really wasn't aware of this type of work. I stayed away from anything that had to do with substance, uh, you know, drugs, plant medicine, whatever. Like, I really stayed away from it because growing up, I was exposed to a lot of addiction. My mother was a heroin addict. My stepfather was a heroin addict. While they were religious, which is a whole other subject to all this abuse, substance abuse, spiritual abuse. So I just stayed away from anything like that. But at the age of 30, when I was living in California and somebody took me to a session, I, I, I recognized that this is a, I mean, it's not lost at, at this point, but it was a hidden art for generations that there was a, there's always been mystery schools out there who still take people in the back or in the jungles and they say, hey, if you want to experience your consciousness from a less limiting perspective, if you want to tilt your consciousness to a place where it's more of a holistic experience of life, you know, it's possible. And it's using different plant medicines and different rituals and practices. And it can be done through, through breath work. It, it can be done through movement. Uh, so I had an experience where it wasn't like the traditional experiences that you see on TV or hear about ayahuasca and that kind of stuff where you take something and you throw up. I don't know. I've never really done one of those uh, in that way. And you see dragons. For me, I, I, I was introduced to a different type of work of the same branch or, you know, different branch of the same work that is focused on the heart, which means the experience is really was all about, still is, about bringing people back to the heart to a place where we feel connected. And for me, that was the first time ever that I had an experience with it where I realized that love and feeling loved and loving and caring and embracing is the point of life, is the entire purpose of being alive. It was right there and then that I realized that life split up into 8 billion pieces in just human form, not to mention the rest of it, but specifically humans, 8 billion humans, so we can love each other, so we can take care of each other, so we can create something together with a combination of our heart and our imagination. So it really was this experience where I was thrusted into my own heart and my imagination was free, that I quickly just had just this awareness. My awareness expanded to a place where I realized this all of this battle and all of this fight and all of this struggle has been just to accept ourselves in this planet, 
just to accept our own, you know, I don't even want to say divinity because it sounds like it's something outside of us, but just to accept our own magnificence and how magical it is that we are alive and there is nothing more sacred or holy or purposeful or magnificent or beautiful or simple as just loving, being loved, caring. That's it, really. So, so simple. Awakening really is having an open heart. Having an open heart and with all of the pain and chaos of religious and upbringing and terrorism and drugs and whatever it is, life, you know, in order to protect ourselves, we become more and more and more rigid. I was, am blessed and fortunate to have had these experiences where I recognize my heart as my own guiding force. And then that's where my imagination started to flow again. And before you know it, I am doing a show with you called Spiritual Assholes. <laughs> All right. So, so what's this heart? I mean, I've, I've had experiences, you know, with you. Uh, I practice with you. Um, and I, I know because I've experienced it exactly what, you know, getting connected to my heart and opening my heart is. But for somebody who's maybe curious or never, never experienced that, what does it mean? What is it like? Why? Go or hang even out with better. Go, go, go be loved. Go be loved by someone. Go hang out. You know what? Women is a really, really awesome example or a reality check. Because what I found out that most of the time, because I, what I do now professionally as, I, as I'm a professional, like, integration coach. I work with people who come from these ceremonies and they go different places that I don't really care. I, I, I don't, I, they can keep it private. I don't really get involved with where you go to these ceremonies because of the gray area. My work is to do integration with people and to help people integrate these peak experiences into every day. So I see a lot of people, and I've been doing this for four years now or more, and what I come to recognize is when it comes to coming back to the heart, it's more of the job for the men because women, while they have their own hurts and their own trauma and they do experience rigidity and coming back to the heart is useful for everyone. But it almost it seems like the women have, have, because their entire ex- experience of life is, you know, not entire experience, but their main, their primary experience is spaciousness. They're, you know, women are experience life and pleasure through space women feminine is the embrace and the heart that's what the heart does the heart is the embrace the heart is the connecting uh, membrane of all of all of all of life being loved by a woman being embraced or by a man you know you look at the feminine and the masculine aspect of, of of humanity it doesn't have to be specifically for men of a woman but we don't have to get technical right now to being loved being loved, being cared for, that's the experience. Now, if you can imagine that you can feel it for yourself, if you can imagine that you feel in love by your own life, you feel taken care of, you feel protected, you're literally seeing life wink at you. You can feel the embrace, the kiss, being kissed by life itself. That's what this experience is like. And you know, the truth is you don't have to go to a ceremony. You can, 
you can watch your favorite cheesy movie and wait until that minute where your entire body gushes and goosebumps because you feel that connectedness. It's right there. It's right there. You can go to a potluck with community. You can have dinner with, with friends. But again, sometimes rigidity is, is, is the primary modality for people because they're so protective. We're, we've been so hurt that sometimes we do need that help. We do. Like, I have a lot of uh, clients that come to me from these ceremonies and they say, well, I want to get to a point where I don't need it. And I'm always, I always warn people against that kind of <laughs> be- attitude because... Uh, You're at a point where you don't need it. Listen, here's what it's like. It would be like somebody coming to me if I was a personal trainer and people come at the gym and they said to me, well, I want to be at a point where I'm fit, where I don't have to go to the gym. It's kind of like that because these ceremonies are not about the substance. The substances are just like weightlifting machines. They are tools and resources to help you learn and expand and do something with it. So if you want it, to, it, it, it's our fear. It's our fear. You know, mo- you know why most people say that they want to be at a point where they, 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 they don't need it? Because we're so afraid of our own addictive personalities. We're so afraid of like, almost like having to need a teacher or a guide or having access to something that's, that's beyond us. I think we've got to get yes, off that's... all of this stuff. I, I, well, yeah. I, I think that I mean, I, I think that our culture is huge with that. And, and I think that a lot of the ways religion manifests in our culture is that we have to look outside of ourselves for the solution. And I think that's totally wrong. You know, in, in Zen, in the Buddhist philosophy, you know, I can sit here and I can honestly say, I am God. I am Jesus, you know, because I know that that exists inside of me, you know, and, and, and ironically, you know, I'm talking from the Christian's perspective uh, because that's what my upbringing was. And that's where my training was um, as as a younger kid um, is, you know, they, they say God is everywhere, except I think that we end up hearing God is everywhere except me. And, and the thing is, is that everything that we need is, is already there. It's already available to us. You know, it's like your, your analogy about, you know, going to the gym and and lifting weights. I, I love that because to me, you know, the greatest way that you find, find freedom, you know, I, I, I I tell people a lot, you know, with, with the people that I work with is, you know, God or the universe or whatever you want to call it that, you know, the, the energy, however you want to look at it, it's, it's all semantics, whatever that is, is constantly raining miracles down on your head. It's our job as human beings to open our eyes and open our hands and accept them and to grab onto it and then share the experience. You know, one of the interesting things from that definition of religion that, that we read was, was creating community. I think, you know, we as human beings, you know, there's that, there's a weird thing about human beings. You know, we tend to, to bond together. 
we bond together in partnerships. We create families. We create communities. We create cities. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's not just a random thing that people go together, and the, and the most densest populations of human beings are in cities. It's just I think we've separated ourselves from why we do that. We do that because because we're 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 not whole if we're avoiding others and if we're not trading that love. So I mean I I guess you know it's it's a weird uh it's it's it it's it's a weird balance to find where acknowledging that inside of myself I have everything that I need and that I have God within me and I need everybody else at the same time. You know, I, I, I express myself through this love and and bonding and opening my heart and connecting with others. Yeah, it's not weird. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it's it's like it really is that simple. It really, 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 really is that simple. I mean, there is a there is an intelligence. There's an intelligence that is evolving through us. Period. It's obviously smarter than our own capacity to understand because that's what understanding is. It's trying to understand, you know, ourselves. But I don't think that our brain and what we have evolved to be is designed to understand itself. It's a given. I think that life life has created us without thinking that we're going to kill ourselves trying to figure ourselves out. This is just a very temporary phase, temporary phase of our own ego to go and and we're like, oh my God, we're so wonderful. We're so magnificent. Oh, well, this is my idea. Fuck off if you have another one. Let me protect it. Like we just got all, we just we just we just went off the wrong like experiment for a little bit, but in the big picture, this is just a little like like I, I know how we as a human being like I have grown so much from my own struggles, specifically when I'm being pushed. If someone is pushing me, if someone is pushing my 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 whatever it is, if I have to stand up for myself, I usually come out a lot stronger, and. Like it or not, I think that's what humanity is going through. We are being pushed around by our own shadow. We're being pushed around by our own ego who has such a hard time to just accept our own divinity and stop thinking that someone can take it from us. No one is going to take our magic away except us. No one is going to, pull, is going to bring us more magic except our own acceptance of it. So and we don't need to go and, looking somewhere else to get it. Exactly. It's already there. We just need to open up and, to it. And that's why you know when when you ask me how do you know people that didn't experience the sort of work that you and I are familiar with or how can they experience it? I don't know. Go explore. Don't worry about it. Follow your heart. Follow something. Click on 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 the on the right link at the right time and follow it. It's it's not that complicated. It's really not. Get to a place where you're being loved. Get to a place yeah. where you're being nourished. Get to a place where people respect you. Or get the hell out of there. Just get out. Yeah. Get out. Well, and yeah. Trust your own intuition. I think that's something. 
again, you know, in the, in, in this whole finding, finding things from outside of ourselves. No, you've got it all inside of yourself. It's all there. Your divinity is inside of you and, and share it. Realize that that's there. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you might need somebody to, to help flip a switch or, or tweak you a little bit, but the bottom line is trust your intuition. If it doesn't feel right, then then move on, find something else. Or, you know, at the same time, if something is really curious to you, follow that. Something is going to come up. There's a reason that 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 place deep inside of you is saying, well, go explore that or go ask that question or go click on that link and read that article. There's a reason for that because we know we have... We have the intelligence of, of all humanity. We have the intelligence of the universe is available to us. I think we've been taught throughout our lifetimes to think that we need to get that from somewhere else. But it's all there. It's all inside of us, and it's all available to us. And, and, and if you're listening to this, which I guess you are, then I, you know, it's important for you to recognize that you're not alone and we are not here to teach you anything you don't really know. Quite the opposite. We're here to remind you not only that you know everything, stop taking it so seriously. Seri- like, for real. Like, let's not take this so seriously. You really are creating your life all the time. I had a phone call with a client today and she said, I really, really, I know I'm not in my power. I'm like, you're always in your power, even if it's <laughs> even if it's like not happening the way you want to. You, that's still the way you are projecting it. This is still coming from within you. You are always magical. Just because you're creating chaos doesn't mean it's not magic. It's pretty magical. This chaos as well. It's I okay. love chaos. I'm, yeah, I'm always following yeah. chaos. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the, the chaos is really as far as potential and opportunities and and possibilities. There's so much. And again, this I know people. And this this is a good a good platform that we are on Blog Talk Radio, right? Mm-hmm. I have experimented uh, with this before, and I know that it does get traction. And I know we'll have less and less time for these one hour shows where you and I are talking, so we're going to use them yeah. as much as we can, because at some point, the phone calls are going to come in, and I really do want to encourage you, if you're listening, to check out when it is when it goes live, and call in, you know, share your stories, share your own frustration, and boredom, and give us your version of what's happening. Tell us what the new story is. Let's create this together. Let's not talk about the rest of the world behind their backs. Let's do it live on the air. Yeah. And we we really want to hear what's important to you because you know, the bottom line is what is going on with you is is something that's out there and it's going on with everybody. And you know, the whole idea that that we get that, you know, my problems are unique to me you know that that's an ego based that that's an unhealthy ego based idea and 
you know, get out there and ask us the hard questions. That's the other thing, too. I mean, we don't call ourselves the spiritual assholes because we want to have a feel-good, milk-toast episode, you know, show. No, we want to get to what's what's really confusing or what's really bothering you and, you know, and, and what really hurts. You know, bring bring that stuff to us and let's talk about it. I'm not saying that that either I or Aurea has all the answers. Um, my belief and, you know, my, my Buddhist philosophy is very clear on that is you have all the answers inside of you, but by keeping it all inside of you, all you're doing is wallowing in that, that place where you're not happy to be. I, you know, I'm not big on judgment. So you're, you know, you're rarely going to hear me say, you know, that's right or wrong or bad or good. I try to stay away from that kind of thing. But if it's something that's making you unhappy or making you uncomfortable or you're not feeling great, then that's the kind of thing you need to get it outside of you. Let's talk about it. Yeah, because I guarantee you there is nothing that's going on to you that's truly unique to you. And, of course, on the other hand, you are a truly beautiful and unique and wonderful human being. So come and share that with us, too. we got about a minute left, Doria. Yeah. So let's, you know, I mean – it it seems like five minutes, doesn't it? This is great. I love this. It but, does. It uh, does. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Take it away. Take it away. You, you, you. All right. You, All right. Been the well, catalyst. <laughs> I've been the catalyst. Well, that's that's kind of what I do. I, I tend to start fires. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you for listening to our first episode. Uh, next week, or actually the next three or four episodes, Ori will be dialing in from Israel and you know we'll have to figure out the time the zone capital, differences, but hopefully it's not like assholes. <laughs> the capital of spiritual assholes, uh, or at least one of those. Um, yes. And uh, you know, hopefully you're not going to have to wake up at three in the morning to do it, but we'll figure all that out anyway. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Um, thanks for uh, sitting through episode one with us. You know, bring us whatever you got. We're uh, we're open. We come in peace. Peace.